is advised. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Art Star Scene Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm Richard Nuttonew. You can call me Dick. I'm sorry. I'm Francis Hall, a.k.a. Faceboy. And I'm Calvin here. <laughs> and phoning in any minute now is going to be Lucille. I'm going to text her just to say, hey, hey, you can, you can call in now. How was your, uh, oh, there we go. Hello. Hello. Hi, how are you? Hello, hello. Hi, Calvin. Hi, hi, um, Francis. How are you doing? Um, feeling okay. Been better, but feeling okay. Do you have any of your roommates on the air with you? Um, yeah, I don't know if they want to talk, though. Do you want to say hi? (laughs) They do not want to talk right now. (laughs) Okay, well, if they hear something and they want to join in, that is... We're not going to peer pressure. We we peer pressure my mom much, but she didn't take kind to that. Well, I peer pressured her. I don't think you guys really did. You remember when I was at Wigman's? Yeah. fucking love Wigman's. There's a new Wegmans in Union Square. Okay. Really? <laughs> yeah, like, like at first I was kind of upset Kmart went down because I was like, well, you know, what are we going to do without Kmart? But there are a lot of targets now, so we don't really necessarily need, like, um, we don't necessarily need, like, Kmart. And Wegmans is a good, I think, addition. Oh, yeah, that, I know where it is. It's right off of um, Astor Place. It's in Ashford. Yeah, they also yeah. brought back the the spinning square, the spinning cube. Yeah, the giant spinning cube. Yes. Yeah, like I don't know why they put that in storage. It seems like an expensive thing to store for no reason. No, I think they were repairing it. Oh, they were, were they? repairing it. Oh, okay. okay. I, I heard so. storage. I I definitely heard storage, but yeah, maybe repairing makes a lot more sense. Yeah, because it it wasn't really spinning quite right. It still doesn't spin quite right, I don't think. Well, generally, you need, like, three people. I can do it by myself sometimes, I think. If you, like, if you, like keep pushing. Gotta keep pushing. <laughs> <laughs> I, haven't been, I haven't been around that area in quite a long time. I probably feel I weird. I saw kids going. trying to do it by himself, and the dad would not help them. <laughs> uh, it was so good. I was like, "Help me kill a kid." I probably should have gotten help him, but I didn't. Maybe I'm the problem. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been so long since I've been over in that area. Um, I used to live around there. It's really changed since pre-pandemic. It was changing but a lot even before the pandemic. Called, I don't want to say which bar I've been going to actually because I don't want. I don't want, I'm live on area. I don't, but I have found a new East Village bar because the key bar unfortunately shut down. So it's, you know, really hard for me, you know, mm. that's like my neighborhood bar. That's where I'm going to go to bar. And, um, except for maybe one other bar. And then, but, um, I did find a new, new neighborhood East Village bar. I'm not going to tell anyone the name though, because that's yeah, not I mean, appropriate. <laughs> yeah. And my new program, they're like, do not, yeah, my new program, they're like, do not. Post on the internet where you are, because <laughs> we can see I we have evidence of the worker there, and like I'm getting well, people have been following me, 
So I wanted to share something. Uh, Lucille, you already know about this, but I wanted to share this with Calvin and our listeners. A story came out in uh, local papers and also on the local television news in Maryland about uh, my uncle, Brian Boylow. Uh, the, the headline is, 90-year owner of beloved pizza oven restaurant to retire in Riverdale, Maryland. Uh, he's been behind his oven, the pizza oven restaurant for 66 years. And he, uh, and he said he looks forward to retiring and spending time with his 12 children. Now, the thing yeah. is, Brian is not even 80 yet. Oh, he wow. has three children. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way he could have opened the pizza oven in 1957 because he would have been 12. <laughs> I was the one who came up with that. I was like, um, guys, have you done the math? Has anyone done the math? <laughs> Nobody fucking fact-checked it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's oh, my that's mom's beautiful. little brother. I mean, my mom just turned 91. She's like 10 years older than any of her siblings. We were like, oh, wow. yeah. it's so fucking funny. <laughs> it's so funny. And he'll, he'll, how, many, how many children were there? He has three kids. Three Wait. kids. Uh, do you mean uh, of your, uh, of... Your mother's brothers and sisters? How many siblings does my mother have? Yeah. Two that are living, two that are not with us. Mm. The two that are not with us were the smokers, which I am extremely aware yeah, of. Yeah, that's what I was asking. Ah. How many children were, like, were with your mother? How many children? There were five altogether. Five of them, yeah. I was like, three does not sound right. <laughs> you know, this is a little bit, well, this is very moving, actually, at at the at when my second uncle Jeff passed away and people were invited up to speak, my mom went up and she only said one sentence. She said, We were five, now we are three. That's right. Yeah. But you know, just so poignant, just one sentence, just and everyone was fucking in tears. So I finally saw, uh, and I recommend it, uh, a, a, a film that when Robert Downey Sr. was on the was on the sh- was on this show was being interviewed here. He recommended this documentary, Radio Unnameable, about Bob Fass and his show, Radio Unnameable, on WBAI, which ran for a long fucking time, many many years, and the documentary is extremely well done. It's one of the few that has a 100% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Yes. I don't like that. Well, uh, I don't like that. Too. What's that? That's who we were talking in the background. I'm trying to get my headphones out. Oh. Who's that? Your new Bose Quiet Comfort. You're young. I'm a speaker right now, but I'm taking it off speaker. Hold on a second. Okay. Let me do, let me just pause me. <laughs> I'll call back. Let me call back. Right. Okay. Do I do something here? Oh yeah, you gotta gotta hit drop. Yeah, hit the drop button. Okay. We're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. Uh, how was your your uh Christmas? Uh, Christmas was uh, Christmas was really nice. Um, me and mom spent a good. Two and a half days cooking. <laughs> of course. <laughs> now, uh, I know so that Lucille me. came join, 
came to join you. Who else was there? Um, Emily was there. Oh, cool. <laughs> love Emily. I love yeah. Emily. Uh, Emily's awesome. Uh, Emily was, uh, Emily was like, it's so funny. Um, she had two places to go that day, but, uh, um, my place was the one she really wanted to be at that day. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, tell me about the spread. All right. I got, I got a picture so I can, I can, it can help me remember everything that, uh, that we made. Of course, there was a turkey. We had ham, macaroni and cheese. I made the macaroni and cheese. Actually, uh, did the uh, I did actually did the lion's share of the cooking this year. Um, uh, we're uh, we're slowly uh, getting uh, getting my mom to uh, uh, kind of uh, switch gears so she can. She could chill eventually, out. Eventually, retire and uh, let me take over uh-huh. everything. But uh, I haven't gotten all the recipe. I haven't gotten all the family recipes, so it's gonna gonna be a couple more years. But that's what I'm working towards. Okay, cool. <laughs> all right. So yeah, turkey, ham, um, macaroni and cheese, um, candied yams. My mom made the candied yams. That was for her first time making candied yams. They were delicious. Because we usually make sweet potato pudding, but uh, she was like. No, we're doing something else this year. All right. <laughs> See, Brussels sprouts, potato salad, cornbread, collard greens, um, uh, stuffing, and zucchini. Sounds fantastic. And a sweet potato pie for dessert. <laughs> oh, and cranberry sauce. <laughs> Sounds great. Sounds great. Uh, we celebrated... My mother's 91st birthday, uh, two days before Christmas. So we kind of combined the, not entirely combined, but sort of combined the, it, it, that was the only family gathering was my mother's 91st birthday. And uh, I made a, I brought a spiral ham. Spiral ham is the best. Spiral ham. <laughs> <laughs> Just a couple of days ago, I made a split pea soup with the ham bone. Oh, uh, yeah. I bet that was amazing. Yeah, that was great. Uh, because this is radio, <laughs> I'll show you a picture. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> oh, look at that. Yeah, that came out um, great. How many different veggies were in there? Can you hear me? Yeah, we're talking yep. about my split pea soup. Oh, yeah, it was pretty good. Shit was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a little bit more on radio unnameable Bob Foss is really kind of considered the father of freeform radio and I think one of the reasons why Robert was suggesting it is because what we do is very much a freeform kind of thing we do have you know bullet points and stuff like that but anything any direction that we go in we'll go with it like yeah. right now we're doing you live from a women's shelter for the mentally yeah. ill which I think is, I don't believe that has been done before. We've done live from the psych ward, which I don't think yeah, has been done before. Yeah, I've done live from the psych ward many times. Many times? <laughs> yeah, we've done live from the psych ward, like, I'm talking, like, like I so many times. Like, like live, from, live from institutions, like, Renfrew. You did the show from um, Renfrew? Uh, you should do our show from Renfrew, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. That would have been a, a while ago. 
No, that was not. That was 20, 20 years the last time. <clears throat> That's what started live from Fake Word, was like live, live from Renfrew. So where where are you right now? That like a quiet area. It sounds quiet. I just left. <laughs> I, oh. I just but we were when we were talking about that. I was live from. I, but now I have headphones in and I left. I'm walking on the street because you heard how loud it was. <laughs> but now I think I was like, okay, hold on. <laughs> I kind I kind of liked it though. You know, you kind of liked it. Yeah, because it yeah, gives you because it. it's the environment. You know, live yeah, from the from the yeah. shelter is. You can actually tell, like, you're actually some, you're like where you actually are. Well, not where you actually are, but like you can tell that, like, it's pretty lively and like you get a feel for. Yeah, it's, like, really, the it's environment. a lively environment. Yes, it's a very lively environment. Like at first, I was not adjusting well. I was like, oh shit, this is like insane. This is insane. Like I can't handle this. But I made friends with my roommates, and now and yeah, we're doing better. <laughs> Yes, you are doing better. You seem to be in a, in, in a better mood when I talk to you there. And she also has pretty cool roommates. Yeah, I got to meet them. Yeah, yeah, Calvin got to meet them. So I just talked to her today on the phone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she asked me, she said, she said, if you're such a good guy... How come she's not living with you and tied up to the bed? <laughs> I think that's because I think that's because I like I I had I had screamed for my mother. I screamed for my mother that I was gonna kill myself. Like yeah, you really should not have but my mom like triggered out a little altar in me, like a young altar and she like she like ch- like terrorized this young altar. I don't know, like my mom terrorized me and like and I, so I was like hysterical. I was like hysterical, like a child. And I was like, I'm gonna kill myself. Like, and then, and this is all from my roommates, and they were like, we're gonna give you an ass whooping. <laughs> They're like, this is not what you yell. Like, this is not okay. Not acceptable. <laughs> so I think they now feel like maybe someone should just tie me to his bed. <laughs> you would just enjoy that problem. You do hold me before I go into traffic. And I have tied you to the bed. <laughs> I've cuffed you to the bed, but that was for sex, yeah. not for control. Not for like, not just like. <laughs> well, no, partly you control. Leave, you yeah. can't leave you without me. <laughs> not, not, not you need a chaperone tying to the bed. <laughs> the rest of the night, they would let like a signing babysitter to me. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. You know, you did that at my place this week. And it almost sent mom to the hospital, and that's no joke. Can you not talk about things like that on the air? I don't think that that's appropriate. I don't know. You, we really, you really did not sum me up for that. Like, we have not like, discussed it even, and like, now you're talking about it on the air. It's really like, unfair. All right. Well, I apologize. I what you did to me was very unfair, Francis. You did not defend me. I did not do what you like. What your mom thought I was doing. She was like in a delusion. You, you were like, like enabling a delusion she was having. Okay, and I got very upset. If you want to drop it, we okay. can drop it. Yeah, I do want to drop it. Okay, we'll drop it. I didn't vape in your fucking house. You were vaping in your fucking house. So, you know, you were vaping in your house. So, you know? I thought we were dropping it. Well, yeah, let's drop it. There's whiskey over there. 
Um, tell me about some of your memorable New Year New Year's Eves. Anybody? Well, that was going south anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Memorable of New Year's Eves. Um, let's see. I think the most fun, most fun ones I um I had were like, you know, like the uh like late two thousands, early twenty tens, as when uh me and Emily and like a whole bunch of our friends would uh, get together either um over by the seaport, um at a uh, Jeremy's Ale House. Um, and celebrate New Year's, uh, celebrate New Year's Eve there because they always had one. It was free to get in. Two, they would always um, um, offer everybody who was there like a piece of this humongous, uh, humongous sub. Like this thing had to be like at least four feet long. Oh, cool! And also, there was all the cheap, uh, all the cheap beer that came in. Uh, um. Came in at thirty-two ounce styrofoam cups. <laughs> oh man, I can't, I can't do that stuff. <laughs> yeah, we would like we would just hang there, just the entire night, and just um, actually and have a good time and uh, watch the ball drop together. And those were those were a lot of good times. That was that was my like all of our early twenties. You ever do Times Square? No, me either. <laughs> Not gonna happen. My mom did it, but that was a long time ago. Mm. You know, before they fucking roped people in, and there were <laughs> there was no drinking allowed, and you know, mom liked to drink back then. Mom liked to drink. <laughs> thinks she's still drinking now. <laughs> she's got her fake bourbon at night and her fake wine at dinner. She's, uh, nice. she's happy with it. <laughs> it was rough. It was rough getting there, but we got there. All right. And I thought about, you know, if if there was fake booze that fooled me into thinking I was drinking real booze, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to be off the sauce, but we've discussed that before. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to Oh, yeah, memorable New Year's. I have two that really stand out. One was uh when we went from 1979 to 1980. Mm. So I would have been like 14, 15 years old, and I was invited to a party at a squat in the in Alphabet City. Oh, it was scary as fuck to me. <laughs> but I, you know, I had to. I had leather jacket at that point already, and I, you know, tried to play it off like I wasn't scared out of my fucking mind. <laughs> and I think I did okay. I didn't get my ass kicked that year. Hey, there you go. <laughs> That's a positive. Yeah, I was I was scared of the people. I was scared of fucking falling through the fucking floors. I was scared of something falling on my fucking head. Uh, I was scared of a of a police raid. All kinds. Of, I was scared of everything. I don't know why the fuck I went to that thing. <laughs> Maybe so that I when I was when I was me today, I could talk about it as being memorable because I never fucking forgot it. That's for sure. <laughs> And this year, I did go to a place that was formerly the Sea Squat at 155 Avenue C. I saw my friend Fly, who's an artist, and mm. she makes the she made really 
like punk rock, offbeat, unusual, unique Christmas cards. And I got those for my uh, nieces and nephew. And so they got to feel, you know, they loved it. They're they're like, this is really fucking cool. They didn't say fucking, but (laughs) it was really The sentiment was there. Yeah, the sentiment was there. (laughs) Oh, Lucille's mad at me. I can tell she hung up. She's not calling back. Yeah. Yep. I I know what that's like. <laughs> yep. Uh well, I maybe shouldn't have brought that up on the air, but at the same time when there's something off limits, we tell each other that. I don't know. I hope it passes quickly. I hope so too. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> scrambling for for music so that was 1980 and the other one that was memorable this would be 1986 or 1987 i got invited to a new year's party at anthony michael hall's upper west side apartment great place nice and my mother and her friend maureen crashed it (laughs) (laughs) and and uh, i forget how she had the address but they they crashed the party and um and you know, they, they buzz well michael he's known as michael to his friends i think yeah i think anyway michael michael was great he loves my mom he was like everybody put out the weed mrs hall is coming up with a friend <laughs> that's great <laughs> he had an outdoor balcony area and i guess that's where people smoked weed after that i don't recall but yeah there was no more in that in the apartment <laughs> While my mom was there. So those were memorable. The past few years, I, I've just fucking gone to sleep at 11 and said, fuck it. <laughs> I don't care. Oh. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I, I, as of right now, have no plans for New Year's Eve. I may I may try to see if I can uh, wrangle a person or two over, uh, uh, over to a bar in Manhattan and uh, that's having a uh, free New Year's Eve party. What bar is that? Um, I'm a... Uh, Let's Keep, not say. I'm keeping a secret. Okay. <laughs> Being vague for a reason. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what I was just about to look for on my phone. Oh, yeah. Uh, LaRocco invited me to a party. Um, she wrote, hey, what are you doing New Year's Eve? Want to come to Lake St. Loke for Holy Donut Slumber Fiesta? Hmm. I have no idea what she's talking about a lot of the time. So I just wrote, I'd love to see you, but I don't have anyone to look after my mom tomorrow night. Where is Lake Street Loke? And didn't get a response. <laughs> hey, you got a party offer. <laughs> that's more than that's more than what I got. <laughs> yeah, it was. It is nice, and and uh, you know, I'd like to. Bullshit. I like to go to bed at 11. <laughs> uh, not about that life anymore. Not so much. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes it's best to just stay home, which I might end up doing. <laughs> okay, I'm going to play a song. My first time playing, I think, on this... On this uh computer fancy schmancy new laptop yep and this is uh little richard lucille
I'm glad you're here to Calvin's going to make the computer work. I think this song is 1957 and I did see the I think new there we go. Let's start it over. Whoa. All right.
You're listening to Art Star Scene Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn, a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely on the contributions of listeners like you to help us keep going. If you like what you hear on Radio Free Brooklyn, please consider making a one-time donation or a monthly pledge at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. If you like... If you'd like to uh, listen to Radio Free Brooklyn anytime you're not in front of your computer, you can check out the Radio Free Brooklyn mobile app available at the Google Play Store for Android and at the Apple App Store for iOS. And finally, make sure you check out our monthly newsletter where we give you the latest in new programming, upcoming RFB events, ticket giveaways, and much, much more. Check out RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter to sign up. And... Giving Tuesday is a global generosity movement unleashing the power of people and organizations and organizations to transform their communities and the world. Radio Free Brooklyn relies primarily on the donations and support from listeners like you. So this year we've decided to extend that spirit of giving throughout the whole month of December. Please show your support by pledging whatever you can. Every dollar helps, and all contributions are tax-deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate today and give in to the power of giving. Thank you. That'll be the last time I read that. Yep. Next week would be January. How are you feeling about that? Hello? Hello. Hi, how are you? Fine. Uh, we just played... Ju- I told the to call back in. What's that? David told me to call back in. Okay. He has a song request at one point in the night. What is that? Um, it's actually a good band, The Germs, God. He wants you to play God by The Germs. I don't know that specific song, but I do like The Germs a lot. All right, well, hopefully we'll get to that. You will not believe who I saw at an AA meeting. I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> you don't go to an AA meeting. I don't go to meetings. <laughs> uh, and, and, like, that's not a funny joke. Yeah, it is. <laughs> no, because that's you won't believe who I saw at an AA meeting know, is a know, funny joke. I know, You're not supposed to talk about those AA meetings, Francis. It's not a funny joke. Yes, it is. Not a funny joke. <laughs> How come everyone's laughing? Why is everyone laughing? She's Calvin laughing. She's Calvin. And you. <laughs> and you too. I'm, I'm not laughing. You're not getting me to laugh tonight, Francis. You're tonight. Yeah, well, I just did. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, did we shared some memorable New Year's Eve stories. Do you have any? Oh. No. No, I mean, I hung out with you on New Year's Eve when we were first dating, and we hung out with Team Tiny. That's right. The first time, the first time you took me out, the first time we went out together as a couple was a New Year's Eve party, right? For kinky people. Yeah, it was a king. It was a king's New Year's Eve party. And I wore my old leather pants, which really didn't fit quite right. But you know, whatever you wanted me to wear them, so I did. And right when we walked in, my coat zipper got stuck. 
So, like, yeah. the first impression is me pulling my fucking coat over my head with my broke-ass zipper and my pants that don't really yeah. fit quite right. <laughs> but did the rest of the night go pretty well overall? Yes, it did. It did. It did go pretty well. Okay, good. I didn't, you know, party too hard or anything like that. Probably did after we left, but not there in front of our in front of our kink friends. I'm trying to figure out if I'm if I'm prepared to go to a kink party. I'm not sure that I am. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this one wasn't super kinky. It was there was no like um, actual like sex going on or anything like that. It was just more like um, like minded people. Oh, okay. Like-minded people, yeah. So it would be more similar to open love and probably, like, but at night time. You know what I mean? Mm, okay. Um, you know, something it's very tame. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I was, like, I was all poly people, yeah, for sure. Okay. I've actually been going to uh, some poly events recently. Like what? Uh, I've, uh, well, he might just... not want to share the air. Oh. Yeah. So he's been going to, like, yeah, he might not want to show him there where he's going, but... Well, just your general <laughs> impressions, your feelings, that kind of stuff. Doesn't have to be anything specific. Like who you saw today, me. <laughs> <laughs> As we all laugh at the terrible joke. But anyway, <laughs> but uh, this uh, this particular, uh, actually, the, uh, the two events that I've been going to, um, I have friends that, uh, that are a part of them. And like, I'm not sure if I've shared I've, I've shared with this, but um, before like before like diving into poly like, for a good ten years, like my the majority of my friend base here in New York uh, was full of poly people. Mm-hmm. So I ha- so I did have not really experience, but like a very solid understanding of what it what like, what poly is, what poly isn't. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the the positives and the pitfalls, and so when the eventuality came that I would uh, end up in a poly situation, I was I was prepared, and so uh, this event is actually um, full of a lot of the people that I I knew in the poly uh, in the poly community. So it's like one sp- one specific poly community that. I kind of get to uh, see and interact with, as well as a lot of new people as well. So yeah, because you were a part of the poly community before you before you began being poly. Yeah. Um. So I was kind of on so, on the outside for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, so it's, if you're circling around the same people, you know, sometimes it does mean something about you. You know. Yeah. I think if people circle around like us, it usually means like it tends to mean something. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have very good news, guys, and I didn't hate to cut that short and we can get back to it, but I really need to, before I forget, to talk about this. Gypsy Rose Blanchard has been released from prison today. Who? Gypsy, Gypsy Rose, her oh. mother almost killed her because her life, um, for her whole life, her mother had Munchausen's by Foxy Syndrome. Um, we might have talked about this earlier, but I think we never got to it that, that week when I wanted to talk about it, but um, she... um. You know, Munchausen by, by proxy is where you, like, Munchausen is when you pretend to be sick, and Munchausen by proxy is when you pretend that you, someone you're sick. caring for yes. is sick. 
medically ah. sick. And so she had actually gotten doctor, convinced doctors that her daughter had cancer. They were doing um, unnecessary surgeries on her, using unnecessary cancer treatment on her. She was going to die. She was going to die. So she, so she's a huge, like, it's a huge disservice to our justice system that, like, this jury decided to um, give her time in jail because, like, we have a right to defend ourselves in America. And, we, you know, I understand that people think it's savage to kill your own family, but, like, she was going to die. Her mother was you know killing I mean? her. Has the I right read the case. Yeah. Her mother was killing her. So, like, everyone has the right to self-defense. You know, it wasn't just, like, some little bratty girl, which is what they made her out to be. You know, they, they, they made her out to be that way. And I think now we have come time where we no longer blame victims in that way. And to blame a child victim like that, it's terrible. But in society at that time, when she went to jail, we were blaming victims, you know? And so, um, you know, a jury put her in jail, and they, they painted her to be, like, you know, she because she, I guess, like, paired up. The guy she had do it was, like, like, a lower IQ than her. But, like, you also have to understand her mom was basically not sending her to school. So just because she had a lower, technically higher IQ does not mean she wasn't functioning at the same level as this kid. Because he went to school and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, uh, so I don't think she was actually taking advantage of the kid. I think it sounds like her and the kid actually had a very sweet relationship where she really was in love. She had, she, this was plan B, killing, like, her mother. Like, the, the, she had plan C, I think. She had a couple of other plans. One of the other plans was they tried to meet out at a, at a like, movie theater and be like and pretend to organically meet there and then be asked if they could date, like, under her, her mother's permission. The mother said no. She, the mother should not let her out of the house. She was in a wheelchair her whole life like, that she did not need to be in, um, you know, wow. so that when he showed up to, like, to kill the mother, like, she was walking around. This girl who he had never, like, he just saw her walking freely around the house. Like, how, you know, of course he wanted to do it when he, when he showed up. You know what I mean? Once he showed up and, and saw that. You know, he had never seen her outside of a wheelchair before. Um, and it's just, like, it, it's a, a terrible disservice to our justice system to, to make Americans believe that you can't defend yourself. And so this is a huge win that she's gotten out of getting out of prison early. That she should not have seen a day of jail time, and like we owe her. I really wish I had written to her so we could be friends, but for her and seem tiny. But <laughs> I didn't ever. I didn't think of that. <laughs> it's it's fantastic that she's out of jail. Hopefully, it's fantastic that she's being let out. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, it's like um, it's. Just such great news, um, and but she was she did spend you know nine years and and like of wow. her young life and um, in prison and you know I just like you know and I'm sure like he wasn't treated very well you know left you know because like people who you know like kill their families are often can like treated pretty poorly but like it, you know it, she had special circumstances for killing her family. My hope is that she's able to. Uh, like, Transition back to uh, a normal life as. I mean, she's never had a normal life. She, she's been in She's been in, in like jail since she was born. She's never had a normal life, so it's going to be very difficult for her to like learn how to be, you know, learn how to be in society. But she's basically never sent to school. Yeah, you know, like that's that's the thing that I worry about. Even, yeah, even and I like, like hope she's that out they of jail now. But education. the uh, the odds are still pretty stacked against her if she doesn't have the uh, the like community and the support that she needs on the outside. I know, the odds are, are really stacked against her. I mean, she, like, I, I feel, like, very bad about the situation, you know, like, because I, she's, like, I feel very bad about the situation, and, you know, it, it also really brought a lot of attention to my child's right by proxy because of it, 
which is an important thing. A lot of people's parents have it. And, like, um, you know, um, it can also happen, like, with elderly care- caretaking, but it usually happens with people, like, and their children, you know? I see. Yeah, it usually happens with people and their children. It's like an intense desire to want to be seen as, like, a perfect caregiver, you know? Yeah. And so it's much, and, like, most elderly people are already, like, in need anyway, so it doesn't happen as much. But with children, they're usually healthy, and they don't really get that same level of attention. You know what I mean? Um, For being, like, oh, you're so good for taking care of that person. Like, something like that. Those people, they just, like, they desire, like, those compliments so much that they make somebody sick. And yeah, my friend, uh, her, like, my friend, uh, Janice Earlbaum, who also writes under the name Girlbaum, wrote a book about her and her partner's experience with a woman with Munchaus and not Munchausen by proxy, and how they had, uh, how they had, uh, gone through so much to help this person. And, um, I believe one of, one of the diagnoses that she had, uh, pretended to have was AIDS, and this was before there was oh, effective stop. treatment. Just stop. And, but the thing is, where I disagree with, with Janice um, for condemning this woman is because Munchausen is a real disease. It's a real disease, but like, um, it's like, if you're affecting the community, and it does need to be like, um, like reprimanded. Because it, it's a real disease, but, like, I have schizophrenia. I don't do, you know, I don't affect the community. Like, you know, you have to, like, you have to, you still have to be responsible. You know, it's, like, it's not, like, we wouldn't, it's a mental illness, but there's a lot of mental illnesses, and we don't let everybody go around doing things like that. And, like, um, I, I don't think we can condone, it's not the type of thing you condone. I think, you know, maybe in, like, treatment instead of jail time, but, like, at treatment in a locked-up facility. You know what I mean? Like, not, like, mm. not, not at where you come and go. I, I, you know, like, I can see that. Like, treatment is being put in a psych ward and not being put in prison in the general population, I guess. Because they are, I don't think someone in mental with Munchaus or Munchaus with Bacroxy deserves... Like, you know, I mean, I'd say psych words are worse than prison, like real and severe psych words, but like, I think there's still a little more care there for them probably, and a little bit more, you know, like in a long-term facility, there's got to be a little more attention on them than, than in, a, in a prison probably, you know, um, but yeah, they do need treatment, but unfortunately there's like, treatment is like a joke now, we, we're, we're going backwards right now in mental illness. You know, like they used to treat schizophrenics with a fresh air treatment, and now like they do, they do archaic medicine for schizophrenics. So, you know, like I mean, like I don't know how you go from fresh air and these beautiful states to like lobotomies. Yes. Hey, I want to give you a heads up. And he, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I want to give I you. I say like you know, all those times I was like we would like tell on the radio before. Like, I'm taking a class on schizophrenia in a med school through Coursera, and um, it's, that's a real treatment. Like, like, putting, like putting somebody into an induced coma, that's a real treatment for schizophrenia. It's an outdated one that I don't think they're supposed to use anymore, but it's not technically probably on the books that it's illegal. And so they have used it like, multiple times. I mean, remember I used to tell you guys on the air, I'd be like, yeah, I woke up like four days later. It was weird. Yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, they were putting me in induced coma. They could kill me. Like, it's very fucked up. Yeah. 
So I want to give. Well, how we're still treating schizophrenics to the same as how we're still treating mentally ill to the same. But like you know, so I I wouldn't say you're going to have any better treatment is in being in jail or prison. But like I, you, you need some treatment if you're having Munchausen and Munchausen by proxy, probably. So I wanted I to mean, give you a heads up that we have. Uh, we have... Before, I, I know, but before we move on, I want to I want to say one thing about Munchausen yeah. by proxy. Um, we have a friend, a mutual friend, I don't want to say who it is on the air, I'll tell you guys later, but we all have a friend whose mother had Munchausen by proxy, and she was put, put on terrible, terrible, terrible amounts of, of Adderall as a kid, like not normal amounts, like I'm talking like her mom was like making it out to be that she was just like going insane, so like she was like on Adderall like four times a day, four times a day, like you know, because it killed somebody. Wow. Yeah, and you know, like doctors just like eat out of like people's hands, you know, it's like, it's really like, I, I have questions for the physicians, you know, who, who like enable these, this behavior. Yes. That's who I think really needs to be put, like, be sent to, like, to court, you know, be sent to, yeah, like I think they need to be sent to court, prosecuted. So we I have about... not like enough doctor accountability. No. So we have about we have about thirteen minutes left, and I wanted to let you know that I want to close with Jimi Hendrix, uh, "Old Lang Syne." I'm about to. Okay. And that's and that's about seven and a half minutes. So this is no God, actually, not God. This is no God. All right, I'm gonna up now. What's that? Because I I said I'm gonna stand up now. Because you're going to do two songs back to back, right? What? You're doing two songs back to back, right? No, this is just a two-minute song. Oh, okay. I thought you were doing two songs back to back. No. So I was like, I'll say I'll goodbye now. Okay, here we go. Okay.
That was that was no god by the germs. You're still with us? I'm still with you. I like that song. Yeah, that that level of grunge is uh, kind of hit or miss for me. Oh, you don't like that level of grunge? Yeah, it's I like it. I like I was raised by that with my brother. Yeah, yeah, I can. I can only I can only get down to like certain types of punk. So yeah, uh, my home. What's that? <laughs> my home. home. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we got about two minutes left to talk. Uh, anything else on your mind, Lucille? No. Plans for twenty twenty four. For me, I just want to continue doing the same kind of thing. I want to continue trying to improve myself and helping the people around me. Continue with this very traumatic experience of facing my fears with the dentist mm. and getting that done. My next appointment is on the 3rd and continuing with the mental mental and dental. Mental and dental. And any other nice. fucking shit that comes up, just deal with it, you know? I'm with it. I'm going to the dentist as well. Yep. I, I have to go to the, the dentist at some point. You know, there's there's shit that I've just let go for years and years and years, and you know I got another milestone coming up in 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 about a year and a half. I'm going to be turning sixty, and I want to have my shit together by sixty. For God's sake, yeah. <laughs> have your shit together by sixty. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Christmas. Um, my brother got me uh Amazon. An Amazon, $150 Amazon gift, gift card. Nice. And at first I started buying up stuff that, you know, just your essentials for your home, some, you know, some floss and stuff like that. And then I, I was asking myself, why am I spending my Christmas money on shit I could steal from CVS? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess doing it the right way is uh, supposed to way to go. Yeah, I, I, I stole about... $26 worth of, of uh, Harry's replaceable razor blades, the five ah, blades things yeah. that are expensive. <laughs> and they that even. Guy Brad Palumbo, he, you know that guy, Brad Palumbo, that I was talking about? Yes. He, so he did like a special on how, how like, I was like, I hope you did not hear our radio show because he did a special on how like terrible he thinks stealing is. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> he was like, he was like, do, do not ever steal from stores like CVS. And I'm like, it's just CVS. Like, you can't, we, we, we do it and we promote it. I hope not hear a radio show about that. I I don't promote it, but at the same time, I don't promote I'm whatever it. I, I think about it. I don't do, think do. I All right, we got to wrap it up. I love you. Thank you for calling back. And, uh, and, uh, and I'll talk to you later or tomorrow. And thank you, Calvin. Okay, love you so Princess, much. Thank you for you helping too. out. My pleasure.